That one is drilled to left field. High enough. See ya. Tie game. 5-5. A huge home run for Gary Sanchez. 1-2. Driven to left field. Going back. Dyson still back. Turning. Looking. It's off the wall. Here comes Wade. He scores, and the Yankees win 6-5. This is BetQL Daily with the Joes, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. Here on the BetQL Network and the Odyssey app, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio with you. A lot going on in Major League Baseball. Uh, do discuss, including a futures play that I've been intrigued with all season. I'm close to pulling the trigger because the number is just way too enticing to that in a minute, Joe G. But I have a very important question for you. Uh, when when you don't know somebody's name and you go up to them and you've got to say something, you just don't start talking. How do you greet them? What's How do you greet them? What's a terrible way to greet someone? So I have actually a funny story about this. So, so uh, I usually do, hey, man. How's it going? I do the I do the hey, hey man hey all the time. I'm I'm, ba- I'm terrible with names. Terrible, uh, Joe. If it, if we didn't have the same name, I would have forgot your name already. I, I am the worst <laughs> with names. In fact, yes. just quickly here. So uh, the house we lived in before we lived here. Now we lived in New Jersey um, a few years ago, and I had a neighbor, really nice guy, a few houses down the street. And the first time I met him, older guy, he told me his name, and I I knew it started with an F. I thought it was either Frank or Fred. I lived there for five years. I had yeah. no idea what his name was. So when I when I would say, like I told my wife I saw him, I just started calling him Frank Fred. And then my kids, like, they got older and they picked up on that. And one day they're walking down the street and my son's like, hey, it's Frank Fred. And I'm like, no. I didn't even know how to explain to him. Like, like we can't call him Frank Fred to his face. So I'm, I'm terrible with names. I don't know either of my neighbor's names. How long, you, how long have you been in your in your place? Like eight, nine years. Oh, that's a, that's a long time. <laughs> uh, it takes a long time. See, so with, like with baseball, other school activities, you understand this. You see the same parents all the time. My wife knows everybody. Every event, she knows everybody. She knows the names, hus- husband, wife, everybody, all the kids. It takes me a long time before I can remember. And I usually remember by, by the end of the school year or by the end of the baseball season when it's no good anymore. But I asked you this question because um, to, to get the new headphones or to use the new headphones that I received the other day, which I still don't have, um, I need an adapter, which I've not acquired yet. And I went to a local electronics store and a guy came up to me, asked me if I need anything. He was not wearing the attire. So for a second, I wasn't sure. Then I realized, oh, he's a security guy. He also helps people a little bit, make sure I'm not stealing. Right. Uh, he came at me with the, Hey boss. And just, I mean, I just cringed. I just cringed. And then, but we had a nice conversation. I was able to look past the Hey boss. And then I thanked him for his time and his help, even though they don't have what I need to use the new headphones. Gave me another Oh, no problem, boss. So, so which oh, one I hate you, the boss. Which hate. one do you prefer on the other side? We both use Hey Man. Yeah. Do you prefer boss, buddy, big guy, scout? Big guy, big guy, big guy is the worst. Um, 1A is big guy. Big guy. 1B's chief. Oh, chief, chief feels the meaning. It feels like, all right, chief. Yeah, all right, all right pal. Totally. Yeah, some troll on Twitter calls you chief after yeah. your Phillies take. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Major League Baseball, 
Easy, uh, easy winner for Joe G. He had the over between Washington and Philadelphia. 25 runs scored in that one. Tied for the most we've seen in one game all season. Otani, terrific again. Six innings of work, one run, nine punch outs. You were on the Bauer K prop. That one got home. But again, the Dodgers fall to the Padres. First time, I believe, since 2013, the Dodgers are swept by the Padres. It's been a long time. We said it the other day. The Padres get up for these Dodgers games. That that when, when they play the Dodgers, they are it's like the playoffs for the Padres. Everybody else is like, ah, whatever, not that big of a deal. So it's a big sweep for them. And Joe, you mentioned Otani. I, I I could argue yesterday if you had the under and you were following the under in the Giants Angels game, it might have been the worst beat of the year. So oh, so it went yeah. for it went far in extra innings. It had the thirteen innings. Uh, Mike Talkman, who was zero for five with five strikeouts before hitting a home run to push the total over eight late in the game. But, Joe, how we got there is amazing. The Angels did not have a DH yesterday because they wanted to have Otani hit and pitch. So they ran out of players. They had opportunities in the 10th, the 11th, and the 12th to win this game. And Joe Madden ran out of players. Griffin Canning, the starting pitcher, is taking that bat. So this game maybe could have ended, should have ended. The Giants had a challenge, or I guess it was uh, you know from New York they challenged it on a play at the plate to win the game with Lagara scoring. It didn't work out. Like this game should have ended two or three innings before with the under locked in. I mean, you're watching Otani and Gosman duel. You're like, oh, I got the under, under eight. I mean, these two have given up one run each, and it goes over. It flies over as talk minutes the home run. What what mm-hmm. a bad beat. Tampa Bay, their seven-game losing streak finally comes to a close. Victory over Boston by a score of 8-2. to two. Houston, big over Baltimore. No surprise there. 13-0 your final. But uh, that one's worth noting because Houston has now won 10 games in a row. And over that stretch, Joe G, they have a run differential in 10 games of plus 60. They've been incredible. Two teams in baseball right now, Joe, have run differentials over 100. The Astros and the Giants. Two teams, one that was supposed to be bad, and the other one that, it's almost like everyone just like didn't want to talk about the Astros anymore. Like, ah, it's over. They're not that good. And uh, right now, if you look at run differential record, they are the best teams in baseball. And, I mean, no one would have seen that coming. And I, I imagine now the Astros start to get the action. People start jumping in and saying they might win the whole thing. The Giants still, even though it started to creep up a little bit to win that division, it's, it's still the same type of odds where you you're, you're getting pretty good value if you think they could run the whole thing for 162. Are you telling me Giants-Astros World Series matchup? Is that something that we should take a look at? Well, it's is it crazy? They have, they're the best teams of baseball right now. Yeah. Uh, the Giants, we keep doubting them, and we're going to continue to discuss it. M- maybe part of it is we just walked into the season, Dodgers, Padres, championship contenders, by far the best in the NL East, NL East, and at least NL West, and uh, we we continue to just push away the Giants, but with this large sample size, two and a half months, they are a top five offense. They have a top five starting rotation. You would think they're going to add to the bullpen, and that's something you can do. You can't project year to year what a bullpen is going to do. A lot of teams have issues with bullpens. You can always add, and uh, they're going to be doing that. You would think uh, out in San Francisco with Saidi and what, what he's built. It is a little surprising that so many projection systems are down on San Francisco. So many people that follow the metrics still down on San Francisco because they're waiting for the Dodgers and Padres, even though they believe in everything Zaidi's doing. It is. It, it almost runs counterintuitive. And, and Zaidi obviously came from the Dodgers. So did Kapler. It, it's like a cool storyline that those guys came from there and now they're beating them. 
Joe, yesterday, I, if you have the, I have the baseball reference. They send me like a daily email thing, and they have the odds for everything. Yesterday was the first time all season because they have the likely playoff matchups. Yesterday was the first time all season their numbers projected the Giants to win the West, and they have the wild card in parentheses because mm-hmm. they'll play the winner of Dodgers Padres. It's the first I've been following it every day all year. It's always Dodgers, Dodgers, Dodgers to win the West, even when they were struggling. Yesterday for the first time. The Giants. So I, I think it, it says this. We have a three-team race. I mean, the Giants, there's no way you go from 22 over to falling out of it. This is a three-team race. It's just a matter of how high are these numbers. Do they all get to 95? Do they all get to 93? I mean, we have, I mean, we have three juggernauts in one division. It, it certainly makes for a fun race in that, in that one. And the Giants' odds have moved now. Last week, they were over 33. You can find them 33 to 1. Now, what, 18 to 1 on points bet to win the World Series? So there has been a little bit of correction here last week or so. And you can still find them about five to one to win the division. It's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, and, and now they're saying over. they're going to win it, and you could still find them five to one because people aren't betting on them. That's clear. So, so who's your team? Where, where are you going? Where's your World Series future you got? Um, well, we've got to talk about Atlanta. We've got to. Listen, You're back? Listen, like I liked them at 15 to one coming into the year. I like them. Can we let's just have a conversation about the Atlanta Braves because the number is let, let me double check to see if we're still there. Yeah, we're still there. We're still at 33 to 1. So the number has uh, more than doubled from where we were at the start of the season. Does it make sense? It probably does. Uh 33 to 1 for the World Series, 15 to 1 for to win the pennant. I believe 7 to 1 to win the division. So the Atlanta Braves do they have enough? Can they get back on track? Everything is middle of the road. Offense, starting pitching, relief pitching. They will have some guys like Soroka and you know uh, coming back later on in the season. One of the big issues, uh, I mentioned bullpen has been middle of the road, and they have been. But the number of losses, because of what we've seen from Will Smith, I mean, there are a, you can look at four, five, six games where, you know, a pretty good closer ends up finishing those games, and maybe the odds would be completely different. But um, I'm looking at the end of the season, and September is pretty kind to Atlanta. I've seen some point out, hey, they haven't faced the NL West. That is accurate. They still have to do that. But in September, they have Colorado seven times, Arizona four times, and they close the season with the Phillies and the Mets if they are in that division race. Second half is going to be a tough start between Tampa Bay and San Diego, and they get the Padres six more times this season. But, Joe, do you think they can do something? Yeah, I do. You know, we've been talking about, and all the guests we've had on this week, baseball guests, like who's the team in the NLA that's going to challenge the Mets for real? It's I still believe it's them. The Nationals are on a great run right now. They're actually in second place in the division. I still don't buy the Nationals' offense beyond – two guys you know Schwarber's had a great run but we know what Kyle Schwarber is it's two guys it's Trey Turner it's Juan Soto those are the guys you could trust I don't think they hit enough to get all the way and their bullpen is horrendous as you saw yesterday with the over flying over in that game in Philadelphia and when it comes to the Phillies I mean it's it's the it's the ultimate tease they have three or four star players and the rest of the roster is just not good enough I don't believe in them either so I have to pick one team it's the Braves and Joe you mentioned those games in September against the, the West teams, the, the Rockies and the Diamondbacks. That could be nine wins. They can go nine and two in those 11 games if they need those games. I do think they're still there. And I still can't trust the Mets. They're plus 20 run differential, six games over, seven games over. I still don't trust them. There's a lot of injuries there now in that rotation behind DeGrom. I think the Mets fall back to the pack. I'm with you. the Braves to win the East. I like that. 
Yeah, the bullpen has been the killer here. And when I said middle of the road bullpen, I was addressing F4, some of those underlying metrics. They're uh, 17th in F4 at last check. But if you go to ERA, they're 26. They've got to improve that. Are they going to be willing to buy? Uh, they ha- they're five games back in the East. Should the Mets be minus 420 to win the division? It's too big. Too big. Yeah, I agree. It is uh, way too much. This is BetQL Daily. Joe O and Joe G, we're going to line them up with uh, this Thursday card in Major League Baseball. We have 10 games to get to uh, bet on, and we're going to go over them next. This is BetQL Daily from BetQL.